on State Street, across from the historic Chicago Theater. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Everyone's having a nice Tuesday. It's sunny. It's warm. Tomorrow it's going to be 60, for crying out loud. As we roll into March, enjoy it. The NFL rolls into Indy for the Combine. Cap and Hoodie will broadcast live tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. We're live and local all day. 5 to 9 tomorrow. I believe Ryan Poles is slated to sit down with the guys at 7.30 tomorrow morning here on ESPN Chicago and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't miss that. Plus, you know they're going to be having good stories and ball busting about tonight. They're going out to St. Elmo's, which is great. Oh, yeah. Downtown Indy. Cap's bringing his tablet like he's five. Tablet. I mean, uh, when the Super Bowl was in Indy back in 2000. That's why I thought he's playing Temple Run or Candy Crush. or you know, I know those are games that I used to play on my tablet, but those are old games. They got new stuff that's out there. Candy Crush still popular. Even more exciting. They got Subway Surfer instead of. Subway Surfer? Instead of Temple Run, now it's Subway Surfer. Although even that's probably old. My kids played that when they were younger. They're not. They don't even play those games anymore. That's what you have a tablet for. A tablet there uh, at a restaurant is to stop a kid from misbehaving. Right. Even my kids have grown out of that phase. For, now they're on their phone a lot and stuff, but still, like, drive you, get the you crazy point. on their phones, don't oh, they? Oh my god! So when we were in Indy back in two thousand, what was that? Two thousand twelve. Yes, the Super Bowl was in Indy, and you talk about like everybody goes right because all the me- the media back then. You got to remember, Radio Row was still kind of a big deal, and everybody who was a celebrity that was pimping something, right. right. Was there to sell their wares, so to speak, and so um, everybody, avocados, Yurko, sports walnuts, figures, movies, uh, movie stars, everybody. That's why we got Sandler. It's why we got. Uh, it's why we got Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman and, and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sure, came by. It was all of them. Well, Farrell would be there, and where you Carmen from? Chicago. Yes, we want to yeah, come on. Yes. Right. Where are you from? Chicago. Yes, we want to come uh, on. Who's the one? Uh, we're from Davenport, Iowa. No, we don't have any time in the oh, schedule. I'm sorry. Who was the one that was married to Andy Roddick for a while? Maybe he's still married to Andy Roddick. The beautiful, beautiful. She did the. Um, oh, damn, what's her I, name, I, guys? I know. Bev Bay. Bay Bay. Bay Bay. No. Boy, I know. We saw her at Red. Danny tried to get her on. Marley. Not Marley. What's her name? I'm looking at her. Brooke something. Brooks Kepka. Do you guys? Shields. It's not Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields. She's married to Andre Agassi. Wasn't Who, she? Andy Roddick wives? Andy Roddick was married to her. They might still be married. Oh, um, Beautiful. What's her name? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Decker? Decker. Brooklyn Decker. That's her name. I told you, baby, baby. Brooklyn. Brooklyn B. Decker B. came walking through. You should have seen the looks. And oh, Zetterman, yeah. Danny Zetterman, oh, yeah. is trying to get her to come mm-hmm. on. He's trying to carry his tongue off the ground. The bodyguards didn't let him get, get within 10 feet. Yeah, Danny's carrying his close. tongue behind him. He's got it over his shoulder at this time, so he wouldn't trip over it. But the best part was of that week was when, you know, because you got Andy's a little bit smaller. There's really only a handful of great restaurants, and St. Elmo's certainly one of them. But everybody wanted to go to St. Elmo. And they had, uh, it was barricaded out front, and they had security all night, every right. night there. Cause, and you couldn't get a reservation. Yeah, but, but we told them we but, had a reservation. But Harry Tynowitz. Yeah. I can't wait for Old Tiny Bubbles. You know he's running in them rich circles, so you know how to, you know. Harry pulled the ultimate. Mr. Tynowitz was uh, in the horse racing industry and a real estate lawyer. So, you know, Harry's been in some fancy places in his lifetime. First, he got on the phone 
at about 6.30. He said, yeah, we, we're going to come down for dinner at 7.30. And they said, no, 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 sir. We're booked solid. You hey, Elmo. Harry. Hey, Elmo. Hey. And then Harry said, yeah, it's okay. We'll see you in 30. We're at ESPN Chicago. Don't worry. About it. No, no, sir. Don't come. You won't get a seat. No, no. 30 minutes. We'll see you. Yeah. Okay. We show up. Harry, Harry walks up to, to the talk. hostess. And he, he, says, talk to her. he says, yes, I called you 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And she says, I told you, sir. Do you see what's happening here? It was complete chaos <laughs> yeah. in this restaurant. Yeah. It's yeah. bursting at the seams. Bursting at the There's seams. There's paparazzi outside. There's horseradish everywhere. Yeah. There's horseradish Trip on the wall. horseradish everywhere. And she says, sir, I, t- I explained to you on the yeah. phone. There's no seating here tonight. And then Look Harry, around you. Harry goes No, no, this. you'll have a table for us in 20 minutes. I know yeah, you will. Yeah. I put my name in. No, sir, you don't understand. There's no name. Then what did Harry do? And then Harry said, oh, well, don't worry, 20 minutes. We'll go grab a drink at the bar. We'll come back. We went out. We got over to the bar. We had a cocktail. It's, our, it's shoulder to shoulder. Harry goes back up and he said, ma'am, is our table about ready? Sir, you're not understanding. No, it's going to be ready in five minutes, isn't it? She goes, well... Let me see what I can do. Finally, somehow, he broke her down. He pulled like a Jedi mind trick. I think he gave her a 50. He, he Yeah, he duped her. He duped her a 50. He, he gave her. And a 50 is a Vegas 100. That's true. In Indianapolis, 50 is a Vegas 100. But even without the 50, I think he just broke no, this woman down. No, 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 no. I think so. No, yeah. there was money that was handed. She pulled he the Jedi mind down, trick. But once he gave her, no, once the money exchanged... Then she was convinced of it. Sure enough, yeah. in 10 minutes, we had a table at St. Elmo. Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, I'm friends with Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> Maury Amsterdam? How the hell does she know Maury Amsterdam? I'm going to be posting to uh, my social accounts, and you should do the same. Uh, there's a GoFundMe going uh, right yeah. now for Harry. Oh, yeah. Harry's had some medical issues here, and if you follow him on social media, on Twitter, you probably know. You know, and you've seen... And Harry's dealing with some heavy stuff. So our great friend, Ernie Scatton. The doctor. The doctor. Ernie Scatton. Ernie Scatton, who we used to work with here. And I believe Bill Phelan, too. Part of the Chicago Sound Machine, by the way. They started a GoFundMe, and they just got it up today. uh, The GoFundMe, that is. And I'll put it on uh, my social accounts later. So if anybody's interested, you can donate. Um, but stories like that, hopefully, will be flowing at the yeah. MJH oh, reunion yeah. on March 24th at the oh, House yeah. of Blues. Harry greased the wheels. It was though. an all-time. In Indy. It was great. He had to. He I thought the there was no, no way in hell. I'm like, dude, look at the crowd in here. The wait list is all night. We're not up, getting in. Well, he came in and goes, hey, you're, give me a 50. Yeah. I like how he asked you for the 50. I go, 50? You're going to dupe her? He goes, yeah. Give me a 50. I like, what did you call it? The Vegas 100? It's a Vegas 100. In Indy 50, it's like Indy, a Vegas. It's about in Indy, yeah. it's 100. Like, if you're in Vegas, oh, you got yeah, to give 100. You got to give 100. Miami, Florida, you better have a stoichki in your hand. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go and hop the cab, right. like, jump the cab line outside yeah. the casino and get the black car, yeah. you got to give the guy 100 or else you're not you're even not, starting the conversation. Not, no, they're going to, he's going to tackle you before you yeah. ever get there. I just give him 100. Yeah, you give him the 100, boo, it's, it's Carte Blanche. And, you know, and then, like, my wife's like, well, we're going four blocks. I was like, so what? Look at the look at the line. Look at the Let's line. go. Black car. Here's a hundred. We're gonna be here all day. Here you day. go. Let's go. Hundred. We'll be here all day. Yeah, I'll take you where you want. I, the girl at Caesar's Palace to get in the tower. I duped her a hundred. You, you guys, say, hey, in I Vegas, the tower. You know. Listen, in Vegas, it doesn't there. start for less than a C note. No, yeah. That's just kind Listen, of. The I want to see the strip. You know, I I, I, I want to see the strip. Yeah, you ain't. I don't want to be overlooking the garage. Twenty bucks. They're yeah. like, please.
you know, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, here? 20. <laughs> Vegas 100. You know how they looked at it? And like, what, what is like, this? What am I going to do with this? All crumpled up. It's got lint on it. Is that Andrew Jackson yeah. on there? What am I? Yeah, if, if they don't see Ben Franklin, what you know. Am I, there's a, what am I doing? Is he on 100? Who's on 100? Ben, ben Franklin. Franklin. Yes. Oh, you bet he is. Hence the term Benjamin. Never a president. Yeah, Benjamin. Never a president. There's another uh, individual on a uh, one of our bills that was never a president. Was it uh, Ulysses S.S. Grant? He was definitely a president okay. and a general. Was he? <laughs> yes, he was. Was Megan Hamilton was never a president. Alexander Hamilton. By the way, coming back. Chicago, yeah. All right, I'm determined to see it. I'm the yeah. only person left in the world that hasn't seen mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton. Yeah. I'm the only, I, Which is the song I used to sing for Alexander Madison. The yeah. aforementioned running back with the Minnesota Vikings. Black Abdallah, have you guys seen it? No. All right, Black has it. I have, yeah. Abdallah has. Yeah, Black, you want to go together? No, thanks. Come on, Chris. Day no, night. I, uh, no. The no? musical theater stuff, not not my jam. Yurko, have you seen it? I get it? it. I'm sure I, it's great. I saw it with my daughter. So you did see it. Even yeah. Yurko saw it, Chris. We have to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go to dinner with you, and then if you want to go to the show, you can go. I'll go by myself. Guys, I do Chris have a. Ref- I'll go to dinner. I do have a refined palate when it comes to the theater. You do. Yeah, I really, I like musicals. I was in a few. Not a big deal. I'm not surprised. Um, Oklahoma. No, it was no. not in Oklahoma. Pirates of Penzance. Uh, Les Mis. Les Mis. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Bunch of French peasants whining in the, the countryside. Were you in the King and I? Were you in the King and I? Uh, King and I. Did you have Hamilton. the old Did you play role? Jean Valjean? Yeah. I did not. Uh, oh. Hamilton was uh, not for me. No? You don't I like it? Huh? I didn't like it, no. I, most people I liked love it. Uh, Book of Mormon a lot more. I heard that was hilarious. Book of Mormon's really good. That's coming back, too. I'd like to go see that. And, I mean, I even liked Wicked more, I think. I saw Wicked. Wicked was very good. Did you see Cats? I never saw cats. <laughs> I never saw cats. I saw Les Mis once. I fell asleep at Did the you? Chicago Theater. Les Mis is long, man. Oh, my God. Les Mis is long. Well, I mean, I can't do that. Yeah. You uh, Come on. It, painful. I saw Oklahoma on a cruise ship. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. That, got, that had to be brutal. Oh, boy. I that tell had you. to be absolutely brutal. By the brutal. way, the best guy in Hamilton's the king. In the guy, Hamilton, that's yeah. correct. That's all the songs in that the That is correct. He was by far the best. That's guy. correct, yes. Oh, the king is, right? is the best part, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. And he's on the north side on ESPN 1000. Eddie! What's up, Eddie? All right, boys. And if Poles' his head spinning now, here's my scenario. The Colts trade their number one pick, move down, draft the quarterback from where Andrew Luck came from, oh, from Stanford, which is. Uh, a, a big sleeper. I've read all the articles yeah. and everybody is Tanner McKee guy, yep. and and they get their draft picks and everything like that, and then, and then the Bears will get screwed. You're going way out on the limb there, Eddie. All right, so you've got the Colts ultimately saying, "Hey, we did well with Andrew Luck from Stanford. Let's get another Stanford quarterback." Uh, theoretically, they're smart. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're swinging big. I think he's sick of the parade of Wentz and yeah. Ryan. and Even though Rivers was good and got him to the playoffs. Rivers was good. He was the best one out of the group. 6'6", 230 out of Corona, California. Yes. It's where the virus came from. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Well, it's Corona. The, the, yeah. Coronavirus. Come on. It's funny. The, it's from California. He's a big I'm kid. I'm not putting misinformation or nothing out there. Yeah. I'm being a smart ass. I know. Come you. on now. He's another one that looks the part, right? Yeah, he looks the part. Yeah, he's a big kid. Don't know how much mobility he has. Oh, this is what I see. BYU lost. Cal lost. Utah lost. Washington State Cougars lost. Ookla lost. A lot of losses. None of that was very good. It wasn't a good year for Stanford. A lot of losses. Paulie's in Palm Beach, Florida. What up, Paulie? Hey, good show, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Let me know what I'm missing. You guys know I'm a book. 
my brother's a uh, a an agent. We talk a lot of football. Mm-hmm. The Bears need seventeen starters, right? Damn, seventeen! I haven't done You're- the count. That's Maybe it seems a little high, yeah, but maybe. Okay, but yes. But okay. the, what's the important starters so they need? They need trade wide, back the first, wide you, receiver. You, wide receiver they got to get. Four linemen, three wide receivers, another tight end, a re, uh, four defensive linemen, two or three linebackers, a couple safeties. I don't know what that adds up to. I don't know. It's a yeah, lot. That, yeah, that's a lot. I don't know if they need a couple safeties. What are they doing yeah, with Eddie Jackson? And the other kid, either Brisker or Gordon is the one that's going to play there. I'd say the defensive backs, they might need one. Trying to figure out with Eddie Jackson, two linebackers for sure. Yeah, Uh, You need three defensive linemen. You can keep adding this up. I think they believe they only need two or three offensive linemen with uh, Paxton Jones' kid playing and with uh, Tevin. Kevin Jenkins playing. Uh, you need at least, for me, you need Jenkins, two wide receivers. You, you certainly need double-digit starters. Let's right. put it that we'll way. We'll go double-digit. You're, you're, you're right. right. We'll go double-digit for sure. Yeah. So you're going to trade the first pick. You'll get three or four uh, starters maybe out of that over the next couple of years. Then we're into year four of Justin Fields. Right. And you still haven't built around the guy, and you're going to give him $45 million. And I know you're going to mm. tell me it's five years, but it's really four because if you don't pay these guys after four years, they get all insulted. And their agents tell them you got to look to be a free agent. So, how are you going to build around the guy in two years? If you trade him and you trade the first round pick and you get an above average quarterback, you pay for one in a couple of years, thirty million. You're much better off. And one thing that's encouraging is Poles is not he doesn't he didn't draft this field kid, right? So he doesn't care about him. That's one thing that's encouraging. That's what we keep saying. He is not obligated to keep this kid. No, but, but it sounds uh, like they want to. Pro- I don't think they're lying. I think they want to. I think they believe in him. I might like a double-dip trade. I mean, that'd be a crazy uh, scenario. Paulie, thanks, buddy. I think they believe in that him. That would be the craziest scenario ever. You trade out of one and you trade Justin Fields. Well, then you're really lying. I'm that. telling you. that. I, uh, what are you doing? It's the craziest scenario that I've heard, but I think I've heard it before from Paulie. Maybe. That's a little... That's... Yeah, that's you a loose cannon damn type sure You could there. find another quarterback, though. And I'm not saying Justin's the end all be all yet. I get that. Long way to go. But if you got something to build on and they'll, you start over again, they'll be, they'll be lining up at the, uh, at the Michigan. Uh, what's that, damn? Michigan Avenue Bridge. That's what'll be lining up. You trade Justin Fields and you trade out of number one. Oh, boy. They'll be lining up at the Michigan Avenue Bridge going, what the hell's going on? They're going to look to storm the We've castle. got a jumper. All right, we can grab a few more of your calls if you like. Uh, talk Combine Week, Bears, what they should do. I do want to play that Gutenkunst sound for you about, I know, I, I sound like I'm saying a dirty word. So, Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst. Keep it German. Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst. Oh, er Gutenkunst. Er Gutenkunst. Yes, there you go. Okay, yeah, sorry, I don't mean to make Keep it sound it dirty. German. It's an accident. Yeah. Gutenkunst about Aaron Rodgers and his future. And then Jesse Rodgers with a Cubs update exactly 20 minutes from now. Say Suzuki is going to be on the shelf for a little while. We'll talk Cubs and Sox with Jesse in about 20. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. 
can't say it's uh, surprising. I think um, it was a fait accompli. Yeah, it seems like it. In the last probably 48 hours, you know, some of us, myself included, had vented frustrations about a week ago as to why Patrick Kane hadn't been traded yet, especially because he's on a heater and he was helping the Hawks win. They sat him down these last couple because uh, we were inching closer and closer towards a deal with the Rangers. And now, according to uh, people who cover the uh, who cover the NHL, who cover the Rangers specifically, I know the Daily Herald, uh, our very own Pat Boyle, also PB of NBC Sports Chicago, who does the hockey show with Barstool Chief every uh, weekend here on ESPN Chicago, all now saying that it's not going to be official for a few more hours because there's still some clerical work to be done. I guess the Rangers have to clear a little bit more uh, cap space, but they will do that by the end of the day today. And Patrick Kane will officially become a New York Ranger. The deal, according to multiple outlets right now, is done. The deal has been agreed to. It is done. And once uh, a few financial components are taken care of in New York, Patrick Kane will be a Ranger. The guy who covers the Rangers for USA Today is saying that Patrick Kane will debut in Philly tomorrow. Uh, According to its Vince... Mercoliano, nice paisan, Yurko. He's saying that um, it won't be official for at least a few more hours, but multiple sources believe the Rangers will complete their trade for Kane sometime around 5 p.m. today, and he'll debut tomorrow yeah. in Philly. After 4 p.m., the Rangers will have enough cleared cap space to complete a trade for Kaner. So there you go. So Patrick Kane, uh, after a lot of speculation, a lot of wondering, is it going to happen? And maybe some hemming and hawing on Kaner's part is now going to be official. I think the Rangers was really the only spot he wanted to go. After they did an earlier deal with the Blues for Vladimir Tarasenko, you thought maybe that ship had sailed, but they still want him for obvious reasons. And Patrick Kane's Blackhawk career, at least for now, has come to an end. Hell of a ride. Uh, it re- I don't know what else to say about it other than it was a hell of a ride. Yeah. Hell of a ride. Three Stanley Cups. Uh, a lot of great play. You know, he's 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 going to go down, I think, as the greatest American-born player. Now, he might not hold that distinction for very long. Austin Matthews is going to pass him. Sure. Austin Matthews is going to go down as the greatest player to ever play uh, in the NHL from uh, the United States of America. I, it's just a matter of time. He's just a lot younger. Um, if you look at his career already, now, he hasn't accomplished nearly what Patrick Kane accomplished. This is still a team sport, though, and you can't put all that on Austin Matthews. Just uh, on, on pure talent and ability. And at the rate that he's scoring, he's going to hold all the records, I would think. Uh, Austin Matthews will someday. But Kaner's probably the best American-born player. We talked to Chelly about it last time we talked to Chris. And, you know, there are great players like Madano, Chelly himself, Joe Mullen, uh, Brian Leach was a great player. There are a lot of great American-born players. Probably not. And even Shelly admitted, he goes, there, there's nobody like this guy. He's the only American-born player, isn't he, York, to ever win the MVP? I don't think any other American-born hockey players ever won MVP in the NHL. Does Matthews have one? I don't think he's got one I, I yet, does he? I don't think so, but I think you're right. I, I don't there, believe yeah. there's another American-born player that has ever won the, the Hart Award, which goes to the MVP, other than Patrick Kane. Um, I mean, he's the guy. And like you said, it was a hell of a ride. Uh, the, the two of them together and everything else that was around them, Keith, Hosa, Sharpie, Seabrook. Uh, Dustin Crawford. Buffuglian. 
It was a it was a hell of a ride. It all came together, and it all came crashing down. Unfortunately, these last couple of years, but this is the best thing for the Hawks right now. I they, don't know what they, the return kinda, is like. You know, they kind of rebuilt it twice after the first Stanley Cup. Remember, they didn't uh, either because Dale Talon didn't put the stamps on in enough time or get the mail out when he needed to. Right. They kind of lost some guys after the first one. Then they that? got the second one. Took them three years, and then they lost Bolin after that one, and they lost a handful of guys. Then they moved on, and they won the third one well, it gets hard in 2015. Yeah. So they kind of rebuilt one to get it back, and then they had the momentum for the one going into the 15, and then they won that one, and then it's been bad ever since. Uh, Austin Matthews won it last year. I thought Connor McDavid did. Well, there you go. So there you go. So Austin is the only only other guy besides Patrick Kane to ever win that award. That's why I say he's going to end up probably... uh, carrying on the torch from Kaner when it's all said and done. But the guys had a brilliant career. Um, you're at you a know, loss for words. No, yeah, I mean... I, I think you're reminiscing I, about some of the great stuff that's happening in the Night Center. Uh, sure. And, and you now know, you're, you're like, yeah, well, this is the end of an era. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I can't help but think... Dave's is a, just a, a fragment of his former self. He is. That's what he is now. Unfortunately, he is. Got off to a start, but the word best can describe him now is sickly. He's sickly. Unfortunately. Well, I, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, he had the one period of time where nobody knew what was wrong. Then he came back with it. A lot of speculation out there. Either way, I, I, I wouldn't describe him any other way but being sickly. Which and is that's too, too bad, bad man. Yeah. It's sad, you know, to have to talk about him like that. I don't even like saying that. I mean, that's too bad. There it is. But, um, Last year, those 10-year contracts. Uh, and they were eight year, by the way. PB corrected us on eight that. Eight year they contracts. Were, they were eight year that kicked in after sixteen. That's right, or in sixteen, they were eight year deals. Um, you know, there's not much of a salary cap in hockey. You start having to pay the guys over ten million, let alone two of them, and it gets to be tough. And it's all come falling apart. You know, I, I can't help but think that Yerk was right years ago when he said, "Do it now. Don't get sentimental. Don't be Detroit. Do it now. Really maximize it." You know, did they fail to do that? I guess in hindsight, maybe they did. I was always a proponent of keeping, you know, Hall of Fame players together while you can and continue to tweak and build around them. They were not able to do that. Uh, for as great as Patrick Kane has continued to be these last handful of years, there's nothing to show for it. They were gifted a chance to play in the playoffs uh, because of COVID in 2020. But that was that was that was only because they they were restarting things after the hiatus as all the leagues came out of COVID in the summer and said, well, we're going to fire this back up, they looked at the standings and said, hey, put the Hawks in Montreal in for bleeps and giggles because yeah. it'll be good for us. There, we, there was, no other, it. There yeah. was no other reason. I mean, the Hawks really should have nary a, a, a playoff a berth here in the last, what is that, like going back six years, right? This will be five out of six years they miss, if I'm doing it correctly. Yes. And they, at the time they made it, it was a gift. So. Yeah, eight years, $84 million deals with Chicago. That's what it That's was. That's what they were at the time. Over yep. $10 million a year. Each one. Yes, um, but yeah, you know, I you're going to look back on this era as, I mean, it's the last true. Look, dynasties are rare anyway, and right. yeah, I guess you could you could argue with me and say you can't call it a dynasty. Well, they never went back to back, but three and six is still pretty damn. My good. God, I mean, how is it not in in an era of salary caps? How is what they accomplished from 2010 through 2015 not considered a dynasty? You know, uh, I think it is. Um, I, there's not been another era in Chicago sports quite like it in some time. The Cubs era was impressive. 16, uh, 15, 16, yeah. 17 was impressive. But it's not the same when you only win one championship. It's just not. It's the golden era of Cubs baseball. 
And it was beyond impressive. I wish my White Sox could do something like that. Believe me. But there's nothing since the Bulls dynasty like this. And there's really nothing in Chicago sports over the last probably 50 years like the Bulls and the Blackhawks uh, runs. Right? I mean, even the Bears. As great as the Bears' run was in the 80s, what do we have to show for it when it's all said and done? We cling to one Super Bowl one victory. One Super Bowl, and we're still clinging. And we're still clinging to it. So. Put it this way. If, we're, if, the, if, the, if the Bears' Super Bowl victory that we're clinging to was the door from the Titanic, we'd Ooh. all be dead. Yeah. Okay? We'd all be dead. Because we're all on that damn yeah. thing. Yurko's right. And so the two great dynasties that we've gotten to enjoy and experience, I mean, the, the, obviously the creme de la creme was what the Bulls accomplished in the 90s, and then... This, that run of Blackhawk hockey from, you know, even if you want to consider 2009 when they popped a great season and made it all the way to the conference final. From 9 to, to 15 uh, was a remarkable run fueled by Kane and Taves. And it's been over for a while. Now it's officially over. Kane uh, oftentimes, especially early in his career, had a somewhat complicated and tumultuous, I think, career here especially early on with some of the things that had happened but you're gonna look back on him as being one of the all-time great hawks surely to have 88 retired with 19 someday the best american-born player ever and uh, now it's over and like i said it feels like it's been over for a while unfortunately this is just sort of the this is rubber stamping it i guess jerk so that's going to be official here sometime in the next few hours patrick kane will officially be dealt to the new york rangers so who do we cheer for in the playoffs now, Yurko? Do we cheer for the Rangers, cheer for Kaner and the Breadman? No. I have no dog in the fight anymore, Yurko. Um, I have no horse I'll, in the race. I'll, I saw this earlier on Twitter. I'm going to ask you to do a player A and player B. I'll give you the players. All right, you want to do it next? Think. Yeah. Okay. Player A and player B. I always love a good player A and a good player but B. I saw this earlier today on Twitter, and I'm trying to find the guy so I can credit exactly who came up All right, find it. it. And then we're going to talk to Jesse. All right, so give me your player A, player B when we come back, and then Jesse's going to update the Seiya Suzuki injury, which is going to be weeks here because of an oblique strain. Um, we'll talk a little White Sox with him as well, see what he thought about the pitch clock and some of the changes as he was out in spring training over the weekend. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. No. All right, so we don't need the player A, player B, right? We're good. No, don't we're worry. good there. I saw an interesting one, a baseball one yesterday. Did you? Yes. And you know what? I might throw that at you just to see your oh. I was surprised. Yeah, I love it when you throw things at me, Carmen. Special information. You'll ask Jesse, too. Baseball stuff. Jesse. What does Jesse know about baseball? Uh, I don't know. I mean, player A, player, two. the player A, player B stuff, inside information Jesse got. But trying to understand what statistics are, you know, when, with individual players, <laughs> that's not what Jesse does. <laughs> when Jesse first came over and started working with us, which has been, God, probably 12, 13 least, years yeah, now. At least. Jesse was on the Hawk speed. We yeah. brought Jesse over because the Hawks were ascending. Right. Uh, what do you think, Jess? Kaner, real quick, as we bring in Jesse Rogers to talk baseball. The uh, the end of an era. I mean, it's been over for yeah. a while, so it's a little weird. They've been bad for a while. I mean, Kaner still plays at a, a pretty high level. Um, maybe not quite the same, but even last year he still popped, I think, a 92-point season or something like that. What do you think now that we know uh, it's going to be official here in the next few hours? Kaner's career uh, here in Chicago will be over, and he is on his way to the Big Apple to play with the Rangers. 
Yeah, first of all, it, it ended when uh, Bowman screwed up the Panera Bread trade. We, we, could, yeah. we could talk about that forever. But anyway, yeah. Patrick Kane debuted at 19 years old. By 21, he had a cup uh, and had uh, 88 points in the league and was just amazing from basically day one. Now, this was a young, sort of immature guy, but he dominated on the ice, had eyes in the back of his head, and then he matured, and then he matured and became this guy that, that everyone sort of could could rally around, uh, almost a leader in a sense. It wasn't the captain like Taves was, but, you know, I saw him really at a young age and then grow up. And, yeah, it was my first year was 09-10 when they went to the uh, finals, you know, the, the, the league finals, and then, of course, the, the, the cup the next year. And with all due respect to the 16 Cubs, being around that 09-10 team was probably the most fun I've had mm. in my career. They were so much fun. Bufuglian is uh, your go call them, <laughs> Dustin Bufflin. So, I mean, there were personalities up and down that first team. And then they had to rip it apart because of salary cap issues. And, and you're right, um, uh, they made some mistakes there. And then they win it again, and then they win it again with two different teams. So it, w- it was an amazing early run and at a time when these guys didn't even know how good they could be. And I wonder if they kept that first team together, if they would have repeated the, the very next year. They got pretty far the next year. Well, the, no, they, they, got, they lost in game they, seven. Remember? Right, right. But they were in, in they were down three zero. They yeah, were they were down three zero. They were yeah. down three zero. They came back. Bowling came back to the lineup. It changed the complexion right. of the series. They, and then they lost game seven in Vancouver. But Patrick Kane had, had you know Gretzky was my favorite athlete of all time for a while outside of Chicago, and Kane reminded me of him because it was pass first, shoot and score second, and that's what Patrick Kane was at his heart. He was a playmaker that could score. And um, anytime he had the puck on his stick, you didn't know if he was going to shoot or if he was going to pass it, but it was going to be something amazing. Just loved everything about his game in those early years. And, again, that was when he was just a baby before he even matured into the the player that he became. Yeah, brilliant uh, passer, vision, all of it, hands, skill. I mean, really, the complete package, obviously. Uh, All right, let's talk some baseball here, Jess. Uh, The Seiya Suzuki news is not good news for the Cubs. You never like to start a season off this way, especially these core injuries, whether it's adductors or groins or obliques because the rate of recurrence is so high. Now they have to find a way to manage that. Uh, And this, how careful are they going to be because of that, considering the timing of all this right now? Well, first of all, it's not mild, which is the the one you want to hear. It's moderate, which Mm. equates to a grade two. Now, they didn't declare grade one, grade two, grade three, but a moderate strain is usually grade two. And that really is a good five to even eight weeks. And Ross talked to reporters in Arizona. I'm not there now. I will be, I'll be back next week there. But you could, you could tell they don't want to put a number on it. They don't want to put a timeline because that's just, you know, uh, they have to go back on that because of, uh, they might have to go back on that word because obliques are that sort of um, strange in the sense that you just don't know how long they're going to take. And if you, you can have a setback at any moment if he comes back too soon. And I know people are probably going to wonder, you know, he bulked up big time in the offseason. Right. Can you draw a straight line from bulking up to the oblique injury early in the spring? And I think you probably can. You probably can. This is a big blow, but this is why you, you had extra bodies in like three third basemen, Patrick Wisdom, Morell, and of course you signed uh, Hosmer and uh, Mancini, who's probably going to get some run in right field now. But it's a big blow because he's, a, he's the best right fielder on the team. He's also a middle-of-the-order guy. And remember, he wasn't that comfortable last year, new, new country, all that stuff. He, they had to work on his diet all season. 
So now all of a sudden he's going to start from behind the eight ball, even if he's back by opening day. How, how effective can he be without his spring training? Because it's not like he can be swinging this whole month of March. So he probably won't be ready for opening day. Probably will be soon after that. But again, how effective can he be? Do you lose a month out of him into the season? So this is where other guys have to step up. Where but, do the Cubs you know, turn? His abilities, yeah. his abilities they're, they're not easily replaced. Where do they turn now? Like I said, Mancini, Mancini gets some run in right, which okay. opens up the DH spot. Okay. You know, Madrigal can DH now a little bit because he was going to be at third base, which was a strange notion in the first place. Because you got Wisdom and you got Christopher Morrell that can play third as well. So this is where the depth helps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ross was talking about, look, I don't necessarily have at-bats for everybody right now. This is two weeks ago he said this. But things will play out. Here's an injury already that opens things up at DH because I think uh, Mancini does go to right. But Mancini and, and, Wiz- and, and Suzuki, it's not even close in terms of who's a, who's a more talented outfielder. Mm. So they, 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 they hurt there, and then, of course, they hurt on offense because of this as well. Uh, what did you think of the way the games progressed over the weekend, the way they're progressing so far, the pitch clock? I think it's fabulous. I really think it's going to be great. Um, what did you think of the way they rolled this out, Jess, in the early returns on it? Yeah, I mean, they're saving 23 minutes off the game. It's all dead time. They're not playing with two outs, right? They're not ending innings early because you scored too many runs like in Little League, right? They're just cutting out the dead time. And the, the two things I noticed was, one, if if they have a 1-2-3 inning and it's, you know, nine, you know no 15-pitch at bat, man, if you're in the bathroom, you might, you're going to miss an inning or two because it will go fast. Mm-hmm. Those 1-2-3 innings will go fast. Brandon Hyde of the Orioles, I was talking to him. He's like, I looked down, and we had two outs. I looked back up, and there were two outs. That's going to go fast. The other thing I noticed is between innings felt quicker. Mm. You know, they start the clock at 2 minutes and 15 seconds as soon as the third out's made. So the offensive team has to get back on the field pretty quick. In the past, you'd see them wait a minute, wait 90 seconds, and then take the field. So even on a hot day out there, you got to get out there and start your routine, and you'll you'll get, you, you know, you start the, the next inning pretty quickly. So – there's a lot of dead time that's that's cut out of it. Um, yeah, I think that offense is going to increase a little bit, a little bit, because um, pitchers just will not have time in jams to think about things. They're gonna, you know, bases loaded. They're gonna have to get the ball and roll with nobody on. Not that big of a deal for a pitcher. I think once runners get on, they want to shake off catchers potentially in the, with the pitch com. They want to throw over. There's just not a lot of time to think. And I do think there's going to they're going to serve up some cookies in big moments that maybe they wouldn't have before because they're feeling a little rushed. If a guy's coming in from the bullpen, that clock still is the same. The guy's got to you got to hustle yeah, in from the bullpen. Is that right? Before twenty. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember what the clock is between because there there weren't a lot of in game uh, in inning mid inning pitching changes in spring training. There is time in between. Uh, I don't know. What, I can't remember if it's a minute thirty or two minutes. Something like that in between when you make a pitching change. Okay. Uh, I didn't see one in mid-inning during a spring game yet, but you have a little bit more time. It's not thir- like a normal between batters is 30 seconds. You change pitchers. I think it's another two minutes okay. that is you get. So, yeah, you still have to hustle. Though. Any truth to the rumor that they're going to utilize drones and bring the pitchers carrying them in on drones <laughs> to make the game more entertaining for None. the kids? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, they're manufacturing nope. some of this, Yurko. There's no doubt. I know what That's you're getting. All right, at. it's fine. Let's speed it yeah. up. It's good. I like the drone idea. We'll do uh, then do, it, you know drone malfunctions? You lose a guy. That's just the way it goes. Any socks nuggets? And then I want to give you guys this A B real quick and see what you think. Well, any- I, I know people are probably wondering about Mike Clevenger. 
about a week, two weeks ago, I wasn't sure of the timeline. I have a better feel for it now. I think it's going to wrap up very soon, certainly before the start of spring, uh, start of the regular season, and maybe even by the start of, let's say, the WBC in a week or 10 days. I think they want to get past it. And I do think, and again, I want to give you know, a caveat here that I'm not positive about any of this stuff because it's, it's a tightened up, you know, buttoned up investigation, serious accusations. But from what I'm hearing, I do think he's going to start the season with the team. I'm not going to say innocent or guilty. I'm just going to say I don't know if there's enough corroborating evidence for him to be suspended under the policy. Okay. That's what I'm hearing could change because – the reason it takes so long sometimes, guys, is witnesses are reluctant sure. to talk. Yeah. So you can't close an investigation, then a week later a witness comes forward and now you look like a fool. So you have to uncover everything you can, and I think they're doing that, and I don't think they're finding corroborating evidence. Again, doesn't mean he's guilty, doesn't mean he's innocent, but I do think he's going to start the season with the White Sox, and it'll be wrapped up mm. fairly quickly. Still an ugly situation. All right, real yeah. quick, you guys want player A, player B? Go ahead. All right, here we go. You ready? Here's player A, okay? Now, I'm picking and choosing maybe a few of these stats, but somebody sent me this on on Twitter from MLB Network. Player A, uh, 14 200-plus inning seasons, a career ERA plus of 117, 5.1 strikeouts per nine, one World Series title, two no-hitters. Player B, 14 200-plus inning seasons, a career ERA plus of 118, one point better. 5.3 strikeouts per nine. One World Series title. No, no hitters. Player A or player B? Which one's in the Hall of Fame? Player B, because player A is Mark Burley. Player A is Mark Burley. And you so know, I know it's, it's and you, player B. And player B is a Hall of Famer. You know who it is? I don't. I, cu- I couldn't think of it. Tom Glavin. Yeah. Wow. There's your case. I voted for Burley this year. How about I that? I voted for Burley. How many? Well, what did? percentage points did Burley get? He didn't get much. 10, 15%. Yeah, I, I voted for Burley. Now, I, I agree it was a stretch vote, but 14 straight 200, 14 straight 200 inning seasons made the difference for me. I think Glavin probably the reputation of being in that Atlanta rotation helps. Burley didn't have that kind of thing going. But I voted for him, and you, you gave me good reason why I voted for him, because it's very similar. It's pretty good, man. I tell you, I, I've never thought of Mark Burley as a Hall of Famer. To me, just like Hall of Very Good, I, those numbers are very, very close. I'd like to look at maybe the prime splits and see just how different they are, because Tom Glavin pitched into his 40s. Like, just at a quick perusal, 91 to 2002, what you would really consider Glavin's prime years, while his career ERA plus suffered at the end and is at 118. He was at 134. For those prime years in the night, that decade of the nineties was pretty sensational. I'd love to see Burley sort of like eight to ten best, and how close it is, but uh, interesting. So, yeah, I would, I would say this: you're right, Burley. Most of the time, you make the Hall of Fame, you have to be the best for an era of time, That's right? What I think Mark Burley probably was not. He was just consistently really good. He wasn't the best or close to it of his era. So I get it. I get it. That's why he only got 10% that's probably. What, that's what I'd say. If you look at about a comparable number of seasons, Burley's you know, best run was probably an ERA plus a 122. So it is a little bit more drastic than the final numbers indicate because, again, Glavin pitched all the way until he was 42. Jesse, thanks for the update, and we'll talk to you again next week. 
You got it. I'll be back in Arizona. Take care, Yark. Sounds good, buddy. All right, Jess. There's Jesse Rogers uh, and the update there on Saya. It's going to be a little while as they're going to be very cautious with this. And uh, as Jesse told you, probably not going to be ready for opening day. Could be a couple weeks into April until he's back ready to go. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN ESPN Chicago. Cross Talk in 10. Uh, Real quick, we're getting word on uh, the return for Kane. 2023 second round pick, which can become a first. I don't know what the conditions are on that yet. Stanley Cup championship. Uh, it's going to probably depend on the run in the playoffs for the Rangers. You're right, Yurko. That's what I would guess. Um, what year is that pick? 2023. This this uh, year. This year. Second oh, round good. pick can become a first <laughs> and a fourth round pick. If it's the 30th pick, congratulations. You're going to have it. That's what they're telling you. That's kind of what they're telling you. Yeah, if it's the 30th pick, it's yours. Kind of what they're telling you. So we'll see. It's either a second or a first this year and a fourth round. Well, they've got enough to be able to move up to number one no matter what happens. The Hawks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, stop winning. They won again the other night. The hell's going on? Come on. They they lost yesterday. Suck hard for Bedard. Anaheim. They lost uh, Anaheim. I was watching some of the game. I fell asleep in the third period. They lost Anaheim They were were losing 3-2 going into the uh, third. And I, I dozed off. Um, what do you want to hear more of? Which GM? Poles or Guten Kunst? Did I say it right that time? Herr Guten Kunst. Guten Kunst. Bring me my schnitzel now. Nein. Mach schnell. Mach schnell. I find that offensive. Clink. Where are my potatoes? Mr. Olive Garden over there. Yeah, come on, man. I find that offensive. Come on. You can't have white on white crime here. I have my list of the teams I picked. So that I hope. Real, be careful, Abdallah. What? All right. Abdallah. Is Abdallah going to make an appearance tonight on the Black and Abdallah show? I think think it's A block material. Uh, It is. Are you kidding me? It better be at 605. I think it might be. They're moving animal stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. Last night they're drinking Pepsi and marshmallows. Together. You want one? You're going to celebrate the... We have them. Uh, a little bit, little bit later. Come Very on. No, no, no. Off. I want you to have one. No, it I'm tastes like a Pepsi. One. Bring it in. All right, here we but go. But like you said, the sugar, you can't be drinking that guy. That's garbage. Well, they're small small cans. Uh, so a little. It's yeah, it'll from. make Yurko feel like the Hulk. He'll hold it in his uh, palm. And Dollar they're is, small. Second of Dollar drinking the Pepsi Mellow. What did they call it? it it's peeps? just uh, Pepsi and Peeps. Pepsi Peeps. Yeah. Uh, Gio was laughing at you guys last night because we had it out of the car. <laughs> look at that! Look at the can. It's well, yeah, cute. It's a mini can. I mean the color because yeah. the peeps. This has 20, 26 grams of sugar. I mean, come on, that's got twenty six grams saying. of sugar. The peeps are bad this enough. Is you terrible. You, what is, what drink is the whole thing. Can? You're, I'm not drinking the whole you thing. Can't combine the two. You can't treat Fine, me like Waddle. Kid. You can't treat me like Waddle. So he just yells at Waddle to do things. Br sommelier, tell us what you're nosing. Oh boy, it smells more like Peeps than it tastes like Peeps. I've, I noticed yesterday. Yurt goes on Twitch drinking the uh, Pepsi. It, it, it actually smells like Pepsi. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I have no um, sugar notes coming out of this. No, at all. No, it I'm smells shocked. like the Pepsi, like a cola that one would get normally when they open up something of this variety. And you can kind of like me. sugar syrup. Oh. Yeah, that's you know like. Swirl, any good? Yeah, it's terrible. Is it is it terrible? Yeah. Do Does it just taste mar- like vanilla? No, it's terrible. 
Let me smell. Hey, take, a, take a swig. <laughs> no, it's oh, terrible. Take a swig. Oh, take a swig. Well, no, that's how you get the flavor. Adam's it's cold. You back. can't taste it. There's, there's enough smell. whiskey in there. You guys can chase it yeah, down. Yeah, come with. on. Just take a swig. That, it's not going to kill that, you. It take, smells like vanilla. That's to take the one type, drink is not going to kill you. That's the type of thing where you need a ton oh, of whiskey. Diabetes. To cut it. It mostly tastes like Pepsi. I agree with Adam. Yeah, right? Like, you can a little bit get like that sugary peat. You get an oversweetness. It's not that... It's not a peat Ooh, you know flavor. What? You get it late. Aftertaste. You get like that sugary aftertaste. It's a marshmallow aftertaste. It is. It's yeah. like a sugary marshmallow aftertaste. I don't like it. Nah, I don't like it. Ah, I don't like but it. I see what you're saying. Like find a garbage can for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it. Well, we'll have Waddle try it. Yeah, find a garbage <laughs> can for that. Waddle's going to drink it when it comes down. Jeez. All right, I'll play Gutenkunst for you. Uh, I any, would love to hear him. Any any update on uh, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> any update on... Easy there, Godfather. Aaron Rodgers? Hey. Really no updates. You know, again, I think, uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet. So really, really no update. But um, looking forward here to being an ND and, and, and look at these prospects and try to help this football team. Haven't had the conversations that we really need to have yet. I don't know when they're going to have those. too many cowboy movies. Uh, the American Cowboy. That was always partial to Roy Rogers. <laughs> uh, do you want Rogers on the what Packers? Christmas movie. <laughs> the best. Do you want Rogers on the Packers? Here's the GM. Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making uh, sure that it's a uh, fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. I would think they still want him. Tom Brady's retired. He's out of the conference. Uh, he's, you know, I would think they still want him, but who knows? The drama every year. Oh, it's so reminiscent of the Favre stuff. It's crazy how the careers have mirrored and one another. Oh, the aftertaste on that uh, it's still killing you. Pepsi is terrible. It's, it's still killing there, you. isn't it? Terrible. Oh, yeah. it's it just pungent. tastes like fluff. Oh. It's pungent. Oh, you're fine. That's bad in a terrible way. No, it's just a bad aftertaste. It's terrible, Carm, is what I'm telling you. Well, happy Easter. Yeah, Feliz Navidad. Uh, tomorrow we need to look at the prediction sheet. I brought it down, but we got way too bogged. Uh, to, we're, we're swamped today. How are we doing? Combine, I mean, you do a quick perusal. How good are you? I mean, I think I'm in pretty good shape. I think you are, too. I mean, too. the Lakers, just as the Lakers are about to start making this charge, now LeBron's out indefinitely. You got to be kidding me, man. Making a charge, Carm. Please, please, I can't go to Bob. Whose charge is better? Lakers charge or the Bulls charge? The Bulls charge. What Bulls charge? Bulls. What Bulls charge? What are you talking about? Two games in a row? Mm, okay. Tonight's going to be three against okay. Toronto. Might be. Oh, they're, they're chasing them in the standings. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie is coming up next. Ryan Poles has the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. You have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. Um, there are some scenarios um, that it might benefit us to move, you know, before pregnancy, you know, opens potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction.